The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that the bridge between belief and disbelief is abandoning salah. If you're struggling with your salah right now, well, we got the perfect solution for you. And that solution is the Adan app. This cell phone, we usually have it and it's using us instead of us using it. But with the Adan app, you can use it in perfect alignment with your life. The Adan app is already used by 40 million believers around the world. Why? Because it caters to your Islamic lifestyle. On top of the salah times, you get du'as, dhikr, the Islamic calendar, Ramadan calendar, zuhur and iftar times, hajj and umrah guide, qibla finder, and much more for free. So download the Adan app now. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the Religious Podcast in the dunya. There we go. That's, the, that's the, the enthusiasm. One the, okay, one of the biggest things that I feel like people don't talk about a lot mm-hmm. is the physical fitness. Why? You tell me. No, why, do, why does no one talk about it? I don't know, man. I feel like it's one of those things where we're just kind of being uh, motivated, not motivated, we're being um, encouraged to focus more on the akhira, which is important, 100%. But there's so much focus on the Akira that you forget the dunya. Like we were talking about in the, it was either in the last episode or just in another episode in general. Yeah. And it's like, if you forget this and your body starts going, like, what's going to happen when you're married? Mm-hmm. Your spouse. A whole like, bunch of nothing. Yeah, she's right, bro. Like, her attraction to you is just going to steadily decline. And then on top of that, she's probably going to let herself go even more. So then your attraction to her is just going to steadily decline. So, like, what does this do? What does this actually do for the relationship? It does nothing. It does nothing. So that's the question that I want to bring up to y'all. You know, like, why? Why has it gotten to this point? And what can we do about it? What can can a brother today do about this situation? Let's say we can give different examples. We can give one example of a brother who is about to get married, inshallah. And we can give another example of a brother who's already married, but he's just having an issue. Maybe he's just not taking care of himself, right? And we can give an example of a brother who is taking care of themselves and he is in a marriage. So that way they can make clear distinctions, right? Before we jump into this, I do want to preface before Rami takes over that everything we do say is just from our experience, you know? We're not here giving... Islamically, you know, Quran and Sunnah advice, all those, a lot of the stuff is inspired. But this is more so just generally our experience of learning the ropes of fitness, health, wellness, working out, resistance training, testosterone, all that type of stuff. And the importance of this in an Islamic paradigm, because we understand as an ummah, we must grow, we must be strong, we must unite. And to have more kids and to have our kids be strong and resist the fitna of today's world. Health and fitness is a huge part of it, bro. Not sub- submitting to big pharma and prescription medications and being weak and all of this stuff. Brother, you should only pray five times a day. You don't need to do anything else. Listen, alhamdulillah to everyone praying five times a day. Tabarakallah. That's, that's literally the goal. You know, that's, that's the bare minimum, though. Like, I think, you know, praying five times a day as Muslims, that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. That's obligatory, right? What we're not focusing on is the health and fitness aspect of it. Right, so inshallah, this is what we're going to be talking about today. One reason to kind of answer Anhel's question on why this is not something that we're talking about, I believe, is because it's not something that's that's thought of to be important in Islam. Right, it's something that's not thought of to be 
rewarding in Islam. It's not thought of to be something as, as you know, worthy that Allah would love from us. You know, if you you know raise your kids not talking about the importance of sadaqah jariyah, giving charity, you know, for the sake of Allah to those in need, giving zakat, they might think, bro, we don't need to, you know give any money to, to the, pe- the poor people, to the needy. They see their parents, you know, counting their dollars and not really giving money back and being a little stingy. They might think it's not really that important, right? So what I'm trying to say is if we have a perceived importance of something in Islam, right, whether or not it's from the religion, we'll devote ourselves to it. Fitness, believe it or not, is something from the deen of Islam, contrary to what a lot of people think. Super important that we talk about this. And yeah, Rami, why don't you take over? Uh, well, I mean, to talk about it from an Islamic perspective, you know, it's, it's important that we have the right niyyah going into it. You know, you know, actually, I would say working out could be something that is a fitna for someone if they're too focused on, you know, how they look. And that's something, Uncle, I know you can go into a lot of that. I'm sure you've seen a lot of it as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you have the niyyah of getting big so everyone can look at you like, oh, you know, he's the man, he's looking at him, show that he's big, you know, ego. scared of him, yeah, ego, you know, filling their ego, that, you know, why would he be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something like that? But if you look at it like, I want to look big so people don't mess with me, my brothers, my sisters, the Muslims, and so on and so forth, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reward. Or if you look at it like, I want to physically get stronger so I can literally lift more, so I'm more capable, so I'm stronger. So I can you know, lift a car if I need to. I can throw a car if I need to. I can beat up a couple of people if I need to, which we can talk about that as well because it doesn't always have to do with muscle. Actually, it doesn't have to do much with muscle, even more the actual fighting the skill, right? Well, I want to make that clear. Well, some people have that need, that intention of, I want to get stronger so I'm more capable when I'm fighting. And that's something that is beautiful. Um, or looking you know, better for uh, your wife. You know, Some sisters might come like, no, I like the dad bod or whatever. Cut. How dare you? Um, but uh, I don't know. I've, I've never known a sister who would actually <clears throat> talk about it and would, would actually say something like that. You know what it is? They're lying. They are. But what if they, they're trying to say that they're not lying and they say that they like that kind of body, they only like it because it's non-threatening and they, they don't feel like they have to compete and they don't feel like they really have to do much for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have to take care of themselves as much because it's like they see their man and it's like their man's like, eh. So they can be, eh. But if they got to, oh, mashallah, man, they also got to, like, step up to the plate. Mm. You know, that might sound a little egotistical, but it's just a fact. It's, 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 it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we start, brothers and sisters, with that all being said? Inshallah, we know through Islam that a strong believer is better than the weak believer, although there is khair in both, as Brother Rami always mentions. So what can we do to start? I think understanding that, you know, today we want to talk about two main things and the brothers can jump in if there's anything else you guys have in mind. But to start all this off, to jumpstart this, I think there should be a good amount of being lean and resistance training. All right, so these are the two main things we're going to be talking about today. Um, I do think, however, resistance training is extremely underrated, meaning lifting weights, working out, you know, hitting the gym, getting those you know, machines, free weights, compound lifts. Those lift, gains, man. Those gains, all of that. I think all of this stuff is going to make you extremely intimidating, bro, and make you extremely powerful. And no, I'm just playing. That's not the goal, you know. Well, you're finished. Yeah, I was about to the say. The goal is to, <laughs> is to yeah, the goal is to get your physique right. And why resistance training 
is extremely perceived as unimportant today is because people just think, you know, you got to go on the treadmill, you got to lose some weight. Okay, I understand. You can lose some weight. But resistance training, and science has proven this lately, and I'll put some studies in the description, inshallah. Resistance training is the most effective mode of fat loss compared to anything else. Because resistance training boosts your testosterone, increases your muscle mass, meaning most of the food you eat is going to repair your muscles if you're working out a lot instead of being stored as fat. Um, it's going to increase your muscle distribution and fat distribution is going to decrease it. Um, it's going to increase your human growth hormone. It's just going to make you look more aesthetic, bro. It's going to push out more muscle. So even if you have fat, it's going to, you know, you're going to look more aesthetic. And it decreases this thing called your body fat percentage. It's not going to decrease your body fat per se, but it's going to increase your lean body mass, which mathematically will decrease your total body fat percentage. And your body fat percentage is the only thing that decides how lean you look not your body fat. I guarantee you most of the brothers and sisters that are watching this thinking they're overweight, Dwayne Johnson probably has more body fat in pounds than them. However, he has more muscle than y'all too. So his body fat percentage, which is just your pounds of body fat over your total pounds of your weight, is much lower. And that's why he looks much leaner. So anyway, this is resistance training. We can go into that. And then lastly, we have fat loss, which is just losing fat. I think science has proven this. Any woman that says otherwise is capping. But... Having a lean physique, bro, really is everything mm. when it comes down to it. And before we even get into that, I think it's, it's very important to address uh, the times that we live in and just, like, how being fat is, like, being normalized. You know, Let's like, talk about this, bro. You know, it's it's being normalized. This is normal now. Like, mm -hmm. how, how can that be normal? Like, look, I get it. Your body puts on fat. That's normal because that's a survival thing. That's what yeah. Allah made our bodies to do. Which is beautiful, but to be so fat that like you're obese or, or you just body positivity, fat you're, acceptance. You're so overweight that like you can't even get up a few flights of stairs without being completely dead. Or you look at yourself in the mirror and you can't even look at yourself because you're you're just ashamed with what you're seeing. Like how can no, how can you lie to yourself and be like, Oh, you know what, this is actually good. I should be happy, I should be proud of this when it's like in reality you you look in the mirror and you don't even like what you're seeing. And I think this is a the a big thing, right? Because we live in this society. We are affected by this society. So if this is the way that society is moving, mm. if people are not taking active measures to guard themselves and to, like, focus on themselves and be the best version of themselves, I mean, like, it, it, would, make, it would make sense that they would be... Bahamza, Bahamza. What if they? What if they have a metabolic condition? What if they have... What if they have thyroid conditions? What if they're, they're like obesity because of their genetics? What if she's pregnant and she just... What do you say to that, bro? Hamza's not here, bro. I know, I know. Nah, but, it's, but it's, it's the reference. It's the, yeah, it's the whataboutism, nah, bro. I get it, I get you it, got I get it. It. There's going to be people in the comments saying, hey, my uncle's brother's son was born with this, you know, immunological condition, an autoimmune disorder. He just stacks on fat. Bro, we're not talking about these. Oh, no, are you talking about these people? Nah, nah and, and even then, like... No disease has been made that Allah hasn't made a cure for. And, like, when there's something wrong with you, like, you're supposed to seek how to, like, heal this or cure it. You know, like, you wouldn't just be all right with having a tumor in your body, would you? Not at all, right? So if you can see, okay, a little bit of fat on your body, not a big issue. But if you got a ton of fat on your body and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and, like, you clearly, like, something's just, like, you're even repulsed by yourself... That should mm -hmm. let you know something's off, right? And you should, you should seek to fix this. Mm -hmm. I have. I'm not gonna say I don't have much respect for people that are out of weight, 
I'll say I don't have much respect for people that are extremely out of weight and they're not doing anything about it. If you're doing anything about it, cool. Let's start today. Today can be day one, right? I know you're not talking about the people that are, you know, you're not trying to normalize being 4% body fat either. No, I just want to make no, this no, right no. clear from the jump that we're not saying the six-pack abs, the Abercrombie and Fitch models that you guys see, this is like the, the normal physique that we should be. Nah. But what Angel's saying is when you go on shows like TLC and you see my 300-pound fiancé, the fact that they're having new people every episode, just that's a problem, bro. Right? Yeah. We can't be having this many 300-pound fiancés whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do about this, bro? All right, so we can put this very simple, okay? First, you got to know what your goal is. Are you trying to put on muscle? Are you trying to put on... F- Remove fat. I was going to say put on fat. <laughs> are you trying to put on muscle or are you trying to get rid of fat? Which one are you trying to do? Figure that out. And then from there, now you have an understanding in which direction you're going to be heading in. If your goal is to put on muscle, you're going to be eating a calorie surplus. Now, a lot of times you see in the fitness field, like the calorie surplus, like people just like force feeding themselves. Yeah, like a you dirty ball. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to do this. A little surplus is enough. Yeah, like 200, like, 300 calories. That's it. You don't even need that much. Mm. That you, That's fine. Not 200, 300. But you could even do like 100 calories, yeah. which is what, like one tablespoon of peanut butter? That's it. And, and so I told Rami, like, and this is, I got it from Hamza as well. You know, so shout out to you, my guy, if you are for some reason watching this. But um, you eat till you're full and then just eat one little bite more. A little bit more. That's it. <laughs> Are <laughs> you thinking of the Captain Sinbad? No, 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 no. We're trying to keep it, trying to keep it serious, bro. Talk for a lot, okay, bro. So, if you go to put on muscle as a, a man, you're going to eat until you're good and then just eat a little bit more. Maybe Absolutely. one, two, three, or let's say one to three if you want to keep it sooner. Right? But one, two, or three, just little bites extra. And you will see over time, your body will begin to put on muscle. Now, this is not talking about like what you have to do in the gym and in terms of um, time out, time time out, no, no, no. Um, What's that thing? The overloading. Progressive overload? Progressive overload. We'll talk about that as well. This is just talking about eating, okay? Eating. We're trying to keep it very simple in steps so you can understand. Um, go to put on muscle, you're just going to eat to your food, and then you eat one to three little bites more. Now, if you're trying to lose weight, <sighs> you're going to be wanting to do the opposite. Yeah, no this way. one, you um you can't you can't eat to your food, or you can't eat to your good, because then you're obviously eating too much. At maintenance or bulk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to be so in a deficit. The, the easiest way that I found to do this without having to count too much is you break your your um, meal frequency. So maybe maybe you're someone who does like three meals a day, right? Maybe with some snacks as well. So what you would do in the beginning is maybe like cut out one of your snacks, but then start going to the gym, right? And we'll talk about the gym part in a second here. But you just cut out one of your snacks and you just see how your body's reacting, right? Are you losing weight on the scale? Is it is it slightly going down? And um, don't, get too focused on the scale number because that's just, it's an indicator kind of letting you know, okay, am I making progress? Am I not making progress? But you have to look in the mirror, like, are there changes occurring? And if 
If there isn't, if you plateaued, if you kind of stop, what you do now is you remove another one of your snacks. So if you want to get real intense with it, you just remove a meal. And then now you have two meals a day. And then if you really want to, like, make it a lot easier on yourself or semi-easier, depending on how well you can fast, cut it down to one meal a day. With one meal a day, like, there's so many people that do this where they don't even count their calories. They just fast, they drink water, mm. and then when it's time to eat, They'll let themselves eat, and usually they'll get full before they even reach <clears throat> maintenance calories. And, and what this means is they're getting full before they get to the point where their body has enough. All right, now, what do I mean by enough here? Actually, do you guys want me to continue? Or do you want to? By all means, bro, you're on a roll. Rami, bro, like you're the expert here. <laughs> yeah, Rami, come on. <laughs> Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and Health and Wellness. Okay, just like a bro. So... Um, what was I saying? How dare you? TLDR, bro, I just kind of want to, before you, you know, think about what you were going to say, I want to just give a quick, succinct summary of what we talked about so far for anyone that's here trying to take notes or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes, there's ways to count calories and all that. We're going to be talking about that maybe later, or I talk about that on my own channel, or I will. Uh, editor, you can pop it up right here, shameless plug. But what we are talking about for our purposes here, for the average person that just wants to get healthy, you know, into a healthy weight range, is if you want to gain weight, you should be eating just a few more bites every single meal or every time you eat, just a little bit more. And you will notice your weight goes up because calories, what are calories, right? We should talk about this too because we don't want to like overload them with information. Calories are just a unit of energy. Just like mass is a unit of weight. What am I saying, bro? Kilograms is a unit of mass. Uh, kilometers is a unit of distance. Um, let's say, you, know, you get me. So similarly, calories are just a unit of energy. Yeah. Kilojoules is another unit of energy. Yeah. And we track these calories as energy that we must consume every day to maintain our body weight, for our organs to function, um, everything, right? We need a certain amount of energy or calories every day just to basically live, just to maintain our weight, just to, just to have energy for our organs to function, for our brain, for everything. But the thing is, when you eat more than this number, than your caloric maintenance number, you gain weight and you're in a caloric surplus. That's basically what Anil is saying. To get into the zone of gaining weight, it doesn't matter if you want to gain muscle or fat. If you just want to gain weight, metabolically speaking, you must be in a caloric surplus. And if you want to lose weight, you must be in a caloric deficit. So when Anhal said you just want to eat a little bit more bites, that's initially going to help you. But what happens is your initial surplus of 100 or 200 or 300 or however much more you're eating calorie-wise, eventually it becomes your maintenance. And then you just got to eat more. And that's a simple answer. And you do the opposite when you want to lose weight. So to keep it even more simple, in everything that you eat and drink, usually has the nutrition facts on the back. It'll tell you numbers. Don't take these numbers too seriously. They're just like estimates, you know? Because um, sometimes you have ones that'll say like 100 calories, but then when you look into it, it's actually like 300 or 400 calories. So don't. Yeah, you got to get the serving size right too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, again, to simplify everything, if you were trying to put on muscle eat a few more bites, if you're trying to lose, just limit the meal frequency, right? And eat more foods with like fiber, so like vegetables, whole grains, fruits, and then actual meats, you know? Because if you eat the sweet stuffs, listen, I, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say like, oh no, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, we all know damn well we shouldn't, shouldn't be doing. But 
when we eat sweets, it's not satiating. Like, actually, I'm not even going to say it, but... (laughs) You know what I was gonna say. I was gonna, I was gonna say this reminds me of something I was talking to one of my boys with, um, about like your nuffs or like just sugar or anything in general. It's kind of like a wild animal, you know, sugar or whatever. The more you get or the more you feed this wild animal, the hungrier it's gonna get. Yeah. Whereas if you can control these cravings and these urges, right, it's kind of like taming that wild animal, which is a much more sustainable way to live. Yeah. And it's so weird, man. Like. If I give you guys a box of dates. Jazakallah khair, bro. May Allah bless you. Wa-yakum. But how many of those dates will you be able to get down before you're like, hey, I'm good. I don't really want any more dates. I'll be a handful, bro. Handful? How much yeah. you go? Yeah, same thing. Handful? Like a handful is probably maybe like five three, to, four, three to four or five yeah. servings. But if you gave me a box of Oreos, bro, I could get That's through five it. boxes um, of Oreos. Done. Five Easy. boxes. You Easy. got the milk, dip. Done. Game over. It's like every bite you take from sugar, you want another bite. Yeah, the more sugar you have, the more you want. But it's weird with fruit. You take that bite and, like, maybe you might want more, but, like, you just progressively get to the point where you're like, eh, I don't really want any more. That's the satiating effect of fiber. Do you know why it is? Also, in Oreos and Twinkies and Pop-Tarts and all this garbage, they add these chemicals that are literally addicting, bro. But not just that, they're calorie dense. So I do want to talk about this a little bit. I don't want to go on a tangent, though, because you had a wonderful point you were going to bring up. So the noor on your face, mashallah. But there's a thing about calorie density. What is calorie density? If you guys are struggling to lose fat, if you guys are struggling to lose weight, if you want to get into a caloric deficit and not feel starving all the time, right? Because we all heard of these extreme diets, 1,000 calories and all this. We're not doing that, right? Calorie density is the key that you need to survive and to, and to succeed. That's what I'm trying to say. What is calorie density? Rami, if I give you a bowl of lettuce... Versus a bowl of chocolate chips. Which one do you think has more calories? Chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. If I give you a bowl of... Yeah, it tastes better too. If I give you a bowl of vegetables versus a bowl of, let's say, uh, I don't know, butter. Which one do you think has more calories? Butter. The butter, right? However, science has proven this, that your body doesn't care how many calories you eat, bro. Your body just cares about the volume, more or less. And this is for beginners, obviously, right? Intuitively, there's, there's, you know, the pressure changes in your stomach and the walls when it expands or contracts. That's what stops ghrelin and leptin and all these hormones. That's what basically makes you full. So if you have a bowl of vegetables, right, which is going to be, let's say, 50 calories, 100 calories, but it's really filling, versus a bowl of junk food, which is probably going to be 1,000 calories, they're both going to fill you up the same. However, one's going to give you 50 calories, one's going to give you 1,000 calories. So if you have to eat 2,000 calories a day, you decide. If you want to go to McDonald's, you want to get, let's say, uh, a double filet of fish sandwich, which has like 1,000 calories. You want to add some fries and some drink, 1,500 calories. And then you get a little McFlurry on the side. You can either eat that or you can eat six meals of chicken breast and broccoli. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Why would you go to either extreme? Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can find the middle path, get a lot of volume, right? Vegetables is an easy way to do that because they're very volume heavy but not calorie heavy meaning they give you more volume for less calories. And you don't have to binge and, and worry about, you know, why am I always hungry all the time? Yeah. On a side note, um, I have this issue where I can't have certain foods and um, they have like, they're, they're called FODMAPs. And I'm not here to like really explain what this is and everything. Just know that like if I eat onions or like garlic and stuff like that or eggs, like for some reason my body just like... Or lactose. Lactose is like the worst one of them all, right? But if I eat these things, it's like my body starts reacting 
And it's like my stomach is really bloated and expanding. And what's crazy is like, I could you could give me like a few pieces of onion. I could eat that. My stomach will expand and I actually won't even have hunger. So there was a point in my life where like I was actually, I wouldn't say anorexic, but damn near close. Did you but know that on me? There was a point when Anho was anorexic, bro. It's hard to imagine. I mean, I'm not that far right now, but it's, um, it got bad because I was trying to put on weight, but it's like all the foods that I was eating, I couldn't eat enough because my stomach would just be like expanded. So it's crazy. It's like if you actually want to cut weight, it's really not that hard. Just make the foods more, more volume. Like you could mm-hmm. add more like, let's say lettuce, um, popcorn is a good one, watermelon. Like watermelons, like people don't realize watermelon is very oh watermelon papaya, pineapple is a decent one too, uh, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries. These things, man, like they taste delicious and mm. they're very high volume. So it's like you can eat a whole bunch of it, and like by the time you're full, you probably only got like less than five hundred calories. Let me give them another jump to add to that, bro. And this is gonna be hated by a lot of people, bro. How dare you? Listen. How many people mistake hunger or mistake thirst for hunger? A lot. I guarantee you this. If you're watching this, you're probably dehydrated, bro. Your lips are chopped up. You're always thirsty all the time. You have headaches. I guarantee you this. People are not drinking enough water. And the thing with dehydration is if you, you know, don't have this fear, you know, people have this, this a little misconstrued, but the more water you drink doesn't mean the more water you retain. I don't know where they got this from. You know, the more, the less water you drink, the more, let's take a sip. Bismillah. Three for Sunnah, bro. Rami, join us. I don't have water, man. Rami, what do you have in that cup? I have coffee. Okay, so while we have something to hi- hydrate us, Rami has something to dehydrate. No, I'm just playing, bro. It's all good. <laughs> coffee is, is amazing, bro. Shout out to Gabriel Armani. He talks about, you know, the benefits of having coffee every day. Uh, check that out. It's a good fat burner, too. That's a little hint. But water. What are we talking about water? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking about water? Guys, I don't know who said this, but the more water you drink, the less water you hold. Right? This is the truth. People think if I drink so much water, I'm going to hold more. No, you're holding water because you're dehydrated. You're not giving your body enough water. So it kind of thinks, yo, this guy's never drinking water. Let's just hold on to whatever bit he does give us. When you finally start drinking a lot of water, you'll flush all this water weight out. I guarantee you this. To anyone watching this, if you think you're out of weight, your your weight is higher or your BMI is higher than the average person, don't change your diet. Don't change your calories. Just drink double the water you're drinking right now. Or just 1.5 times the water you're drinking right now. Just increase the water. Add another liter or two to your diet. Just watch how your weight just goes down over the next few days or weeks. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So there's still a lot to be said about the physical nutrition. Um, but keeping it as simple as possible. Um, the next thing that we can talk before we get into the, the physical with keeping on nutrition. Uh, the only thing that you want to focus on, aside from... Uh, volume or low, like high volume or low volume. If you're bulking, you can do low volume. You know, like you could potentially eat Oreos and fit it into your diet where like that's all right because, you know, you have to eat more calories than someone who's trying to cut weight. Um, but obviously, like I said, if you're trying to cut weight, you would do do like lettuce, you do the high volume foods. Now, the only thing that you have to focus on in terms of like Protein, fats, carbohydrates. Just make sure you're getting in enough protein. And that's usually around like 0.8 times your body weight. And what? Oh, if it's um, pounds. 
If it's kilograms, I think it's on 1.5. Maybe maybe it might be higher. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Point in, meaning, if you are going to... And, and this is a window, guys. It's not going to always be like the exact amount. But let's say a guy weighs 150 pounds, right? You want to be getting at least 0.8 grams per pound, meaning 0.8 times 150, which is going to be 120, right? Wow. Yeah. So 120. But bear in mind, if you're 150 and you're you have a lot of muscle, you're going to need more than that. And if you're 150 and you're very overweight and most of it's fat, then you're going to need less than that, right? So you got to keep this in mind. But I do want to piggyback one point that you said about, you know, the the calories. If you are someone who's bulking, right? I know you said a little bit is enough, but there are a lot of people that are hard gainers, right? These are people that they need three, 4,000 calories per day. They can't gain weight for the life of them, right? Because I don't want to leave these people out. What do you do here? Go in on the calorie-dense foods. Do the opposite of what we're saying for the other people. Go in on foods that are extremely high calorie, a lot of fat, and low volume. Meaning you could just eat like a bag of Doritos, you got 500 calories right there. You can eat, and these are not the healthiest foods, obviously, but you can get healthier, you know, uh, ways of getting calorie dense foods like mayo, uh, you know, what else am I trying to say? Butter, you know, yeah, all these other yeah. Nutella, peanut butter. These are all things that are 100 calories per spoon, you know. Yes, Rami, bro, what do you think about everything so far? I think we talked a lot, like 30 minutes about nutrition, and I think not it's sure. all definitely good stuff. It's necessary because if someone's working out but not eating right, they're not going to see much progress for yeah. sure. Mm. But I do think uh, the, the viewers are going to be wondering, you know, okay. The physical that, part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, like how do I work out? Like, you know, I got a gym membership, but what the heck do I do when I get in there? Yeah, well, I'm say less, boy. Say less, bro, let's go in. So you are right, but I did want to elaborate as much as possible on the nutrition because yeah. if you're not doing the nutrition right, bro, it doesn't matter what you do in the gym. Yeah. You're going to be spinning your wheels out, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to fitness now, okay, um, there are many programs out there that you can run, but in reality, it's just being consistent, sticking to a program. Um, how many times a week do you want to go? Do you want to go two times a week? Do you want know, three, four, five, six? It's up to you, but you have to follow a program. Don't try to just go in there and figure it out on your own because you're probably not. You know, like that was the biggest mistake I made. Is, like I had such a big ego coming into it that I didn't want to like ask for help. I don't want to have a personal trainer or anything like that. But it's like, look, it's all right if you don't know anything. Just ask for help. You know, go on YouTube. There's so many videos on YouTube where you have people showing you all the exercises. Or go to an actual trainer. You know, I used to be a trainer. Fayed also used to be a trainer. Rami. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I used to be a trainee. You see yeah, no, you when, when you say used to be your tongue like at gyms like you know yeah because we still do online coaching yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah but but in terms of like being at a gym with all the fitna bro i used to be a trainer you know yeah you too yeah, yeah. how so, long were you a trainer bro maybe three four years what gyms did you work at i only worked at one gym that was anytime fitness anytime fitness the 24-hour one yeah the spot the one and only see i don't like anytime fitness that much because bro they're super picky when it comes to bringing guests yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, it's not like LA. It's not like LA. Yeah, LA Fitness, bro. Word on the street, they let you bring like a couple guests at a time, right? Yeah, yeah. Mashallah, bro. May Allah bless them. I worked at a uh, one gym called Crunch, which is like yeah. uh, franchise, and then I worked in another gym, which is a private gym. I'm not gonna mention any names here, but uh, not bad, bro. But at the end of the day, they overwork you. I don't know. This is a side tangent. We don't want to go too off, but people that are thinking, hey, should I apply for personal training? Listen, you're gonna be doing 95% sales. 
this is not what they're telling you. And then maybe 5%, once you actually get those clients, you could train them. But trust me, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's, it's not what you think it is, yeah. you know? Yeah, but I'm getting back, getting back on track here. Uh, it's all right to have a personal trainer. They, they can show you everything. They'll make sure you're doing the form right so you don't hurt yourself. That's very important. You know, if you get an injury, then you got to be out to the gym. You're not going to be able to train. So in that sense, like I said, YouTube, find the program if you want to do it yourself or just go to a trainer or go to a friend, someone that knows what they're doing. Um, and understand that you have to be consistent, like Fire was saying in the beginning, where it's like building muscle, building lean mass is the best thing that you can do in the long run in terms of keeping a leaner physique without really trying, without doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, just because the more muscle you have, you know, the body fat ratio goes down. And then also, the more muscle you have, muscle burns more calorie at rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't Muscle know needs that. a lot of calories, bro. Yeah. People like Dwayne Johnson, they need 6,000 calories just to, like, replenish their muscle, bro. Yeah. There's no way this guy's going to get overboard and store anything as fat if he's still working out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, very simple. You know, just be consistent with that. And then... Um, a lot of people want to know, oh, what's the best thing that you can do to lose fat aside from working out? Listen, just walk. Hmm. People don't realize this, but like the low intensity workouts that you do, like walking, these are the best for actually burning fat because you're not tapping into meat. Yeah. That's the one. You're not tapping into your glycogen storages. Like Rami over here, he's a pacer. Like, when he's on the phone, he, he just walks back and forth. I used to do this back then. I, right now, I'm cutting. So, when I'm cutting, my body tries to not move at all. But when I'm not cutting, I do exactly what Rami does. I move around all the time. And um, what this does is his body's basically burning off calories or burning off the fat that he has without him even trying to do anything. So, I mean, if you're trying to lose weight and then you, you are making yourself consciously going out there and walking... This does a huge difference, you know, and it doesn't always have to be walking. It could be swimming. It could be a light bike ride. It could be painting inside the house. It could be gardening. It's just something that's very light intensity, but prolonged, like you're doing it for a long period of time. If you do that consistently every single day, if you're training every single week and you got your nutrition on point, listen, within a few months, you're going to be, you're going to be going from a stuck for Allah to mashallah. Easily, bro. Just Easily, like that. bro. When it comes to a consistent fitness routine and a resistance training protocol, science has proven that you need at least... There's a sweet spot, right? Because it's like a normal distribution curve, meaning if you do less, it's not effective. But if you do too much, it's not effective. So there's this optimal sweet spot. I think, I think this will be too much to explain right now. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I love the details. Trust me, I love the details. You're trying to keep it super fundamental. But for like people watching. Okay, how about bro, this? Like, how about this? We should be asking Rami because he's he's very basic with this understanding. So it's like whatever mm -hmm. he can pick up on most would be probably best. Rami, from what you've started in your in your fitness routine, what are muscle groups that beginners should be focusing on? And just some simple exercises that they could do. Yeah. Well, as for muscle groups, I'm not going to talk about muscle groups, but what I've been taught so far is, is pull, push, and leg. Okay. So push pull uh, legs. Easiest to divide into those three. Um, all the pushing motions like bench press, right? Shoulder press, um, tricep, tricep extension. extensions. Yeah, all that stuff. Those are pushing movements, and you tend to to use a lot of the same muscles when you're using pushing movements. Mm -hmm. And same thing when when you're pulling things like back. When you work your back, your biceps, traps. Um, yeah, traps mm -hmm. and all these things. You're pulling a lot, and you tend to use 
the muscle, the same muscles a lot. Like mm-hmm. you'll see if you if you're doing pull ups or something, you'll feel it in your back in your back, and depending on how you do it, you might feel it in your biceps as well. Like you're you're really pulling. You'll see you'll you'll squeeze at the top, and you'll feel it in your biceps. And um, that's just how it is when you work similar, you know, similar muscles or similar movements. Um, so I would say focus on the compound movements. Which are which are the workouts that work out multiple muscles at once, especially mm. if you're beginning. Because as Anhel was telling me, you want to build a good foundation when you're first starting off. Because as humans, I think there's this kind of unspoken thing when you walk in the gym. Like I'm just moving. I'm literally just pushing, or I'm just pulling. How hard is it to pull? How I've you know I pulled this. I pull and push my couch every day or whatever. How hard is it? But when you're pushing heavy, heavy weight, especially if you have a big ego and you want to lift a lot, you're gonna mess something up. You're not going to be doing it the right way. Like literally, you'll be doing tricep extensions. You'll be feeling it in your shoulders because you're trying so hard to push down with your shoulders. And then you freaking like, it just starts burning and then you can't move your shoulder. It hurts. And it's not because you're sore. It's because you you pulled something. You did something <clears throat> wrong. So you have to be very careful. Ego lifting is a real thing, bro. I want you all to imagine this with me. We're going to do a little bit quick of an exercise. All right. You have this guy in the gym, fat as hell, bro. Like you could tell he's 300, 400 pounds, but power lifter, mashallah, whatever. And he puts on six plates on each side. And he's about to do a deadlift. His body could probably only do two, three plates properly, right? But six plates, ego, right? But he says he's doing it for a personal record or whatever. And he puts all this chalk. He snorts. I've seen him snort this, these these things, bro, that, that help you, you know, slow down your oxygen retention and lift more. And they do all this. Ammonia. Ammonia. Stuck for a lot, bro, at that point. What are you doing? And then they slow down. And then they grab the bar. And they li- the, the, the total movement of the bar for the deadlift is probably one inch, bro. And they're done. And then everyone's like, oh, hey, mashallah. Or they don't say mashallah, whatever. Oh, good job, bro. Good job, Paul. You did it. Rock on. And Paul just goes on with his life. Calloused hands and everything, bro. What are you doing moving that, displacing that barbell, bro, one inch when you could be lifting much less? No ego like Rami was saying. And actually feel something, bro. SubhanAllah, if you got proper technique, you're not taking five-hour rest periods, you're doing one-minute rest periods, little weight goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's also safe to say, I know you want to jump in here, I'll say this quickly. Um, How you work out... Take your time, bro. No rush, bro. Come on. (laughs) I'm rushing a little bit. (laughs) 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 One thing I I want to add is what what your goal is is going to affect how you work out. Not just your stage in, in working out if you're a beginner or not, but what your goal is. Um, you know, someone who's working out because they want to enter in like bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. They have the they want to have the cleanest looking body, the leanest looking body. Spray tan the heck out of it. Yeah, all that stuff. It's gonna look different uh, than someone who's training. You know, because they're a basketball or NFL player versus someone who's training because they want to lose fat versus someone who's training because. Uh, uh, they, you know, they're a swimmer and they, they mm. need a good athletic body to swim. It's all going to be very different. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, and it goes back to what Rami was saying in the beginning about the intention. You know, as a, as a Muslim, whether you're a man or a woman and you are going into working out, you know, to better yourself, like your intention has to be very, very straight. Because if not, your ego will come into the picture. Like trust. The moment you start looking better and you look into that mirror, Oh, it's a slippery slope. You know, a good practice, a good practice, I was about to say that I have, but I don't even have it. So a good <laughs> practice that we should all be doing is to uh, look in the mirror less, mm. you know, so that way you can keep your intention straight. Uh, I, I had heard this from, I think it was The Rock, 
where he says when he works out, he doesn't have mirrors. He doesn't like to look at himself because it's like you're you're content with what you see, and therefore yeah. you're not gonna go as hard. That's crazy, bro. Isn't that crazy. Just thinking about it, every time there's a mirror there, I just look at the pump and I'm just like, yo, I'm good. I don't need to do more. Yeah, yeah bro. I look bro. at the pump sometimes. I'll be like, damn, mashallah. Like, look at this. And then you come home and then the pump goes away and you're like stuck for a lot. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, have you have your intention straight? What exactly are you training for? Are you just trying to be in better health? Because if so, the way you look shouldn't even matter. Mm-hmm. That's just a byproduct. Um, is your intention to look better for your spouse and for yourself? Okay. Well, then, cool. Like, that's what your intention is. But, again, like, you got to have the intention straight. Or maybe you're trying to, you're trying to be intimidating, like Rami said, and Fayed as well. And you're trying to put up, um, I, I was going to say front, but I'm not, I don't want to put it down like that. But you're trying to put a facade like you are this intimidating person, like, you're just trying to intimidate, for lack of better words. On a side note, guys, I want you all to comment down below right now if you guys think Angel is intimidating. Um, a lot of people DM us, and they, they, they say things in a way where they have questions for Angel. I don't know why you... Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I'm sure you don't get it. And they're just like, I have a question for Angel, but I, I don't know if I should ask this or if you'll take it the wrong... Like, why do y'all think Angel is intimidating, bro? If y'all know him in real life, he's like a teddy bear, bro. Wallah. Yeah, I, I yeah. kid you not. He's, 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 he's such a nice, genuine guy, bro. You know, alhamdulillah. But... Uh, all right, but uh, <laughs> damn, bro, he's left out, bro. Kiss his hand, man. nah, bro. All right, you're not making me hand. It's okay, bro. But, guys, listen, there's nothing sus about that, guys, for all of you Kawaraj over here. But let's say this this is the most important thing, one of the most important things, all right. I don't want to negate the validity and importance of testosterone in a man's health, all right? Yes, you know, I'm going to talk about it more on my channel. I don't know if Anna's talked about it more on his channel. I don't know if Rami's going to start his channel, get it up and running and talk about it on his channel. Who knows, bro? At the end of the day, why do we have four channels? Who knows? But what is testosterone? It is a man's hormone, so to speak. Do women have testosterone? Of course, right? Just like we have estrogen, which is the female-dominant hormone. But for our intensive purposes, the importance of testosterone is like nothing else, when it comes to a man's physical body, all right? It's a gift from Allah. It's a mercy from Allah. If you have immune problems, if you have digestive problems, if you have mental health problems, if you have a lot of these issues, it could just be in diabetes, blood pressure, all these illnesses. It could just be you have low T, low testosterone, right? What can we do to boost your testosterone? Rami mentioned the first wonderful point right now, which is do compound lifts. What are compound lifts? You are doing lifts that do multiple muscle groups active at the same time, right? If you're doing deadlift, if you're doing benching, squatting, rows, all these things, right? Not just doing isolated bicep curl machine or anything like that. Nothing wrong with those, but you're lifting uh, multiple muscle groups will basically force your body to go into super physiological levels of force exertion, which basically in layman terms, makes your body move more than it's ever done and use more, recruit more muscle fibers than it's ever done in a while. And that's going to push you into a level where you're forced to increase your testosterone and growth hormone output. Um, What else could you do? Sleep more. This is key, right? So many people I look at and they're just sleep deprived, bro. Wallahi, like you just look around and then, <laughs> and then guys, by the way, if, if anyone's wondering, I don't want you guys commenting down below like, oh, why is Rami looking like this today? Listen, he's just tired, bro. And the reality is it's not just him who's tired, bro. Wallahi, all of us are fatigued today. This is this whole rat race, work hard, 24-7 hustlepreneur. Listen, I understand that. But if you work hard, you got to sleep hard too, right? And the less you sleep, the less testosterone you're going to have. SubhanAllah, bro, sleep will do wonders for your testosterone, not just 
you know, sleep, long sleep length, but continuous sleep. What is continuous sleep? We can talk about this another day. But um, I talk about this a lot with my clients that there's this thing called the sleep cycle, right? It's about 90 minutes, the REM cycle. And you don't even really start producing legit amounts of testosterone until the third or fourth sleep cycle, which is like a couple hours in. So if you're going to bed and you're waking up through the night, bro, you're, you're going to wake up a lot. And, and when you go back to sleep, you're going to start again from sleep cycle one. Right. How do you prevent this? Don't drink a lot of water like an hour or two before bed. Don't eat right before bed. And, you know, don't be on your phone like right before you fall asleep. And inshallah, you should sleep deep. And if you have no light in your room, that's a side point. Anyway, yeah, sleep. What else? Having good fats in your diet. What are good fats? Non-animal fats? No, I just said good fats. This could be animal fats, which are saturated fats. This could be unsaturated fat from plants, nuts, seeds, oils, fish. Just don't have trans fats or try to limit trans fats, right? What is trans fats? It's whenever you have an oil and you heat it up twice. Every freaking South Asian household, bro, I'm coming for you right now. Desi households, Bengali households, Indian households, Pakistani households, they have a big wad of oil, right? And they literally like heat that up to like fry up samosas and pakoras and all that. And then when the temperature cools down, they leave it and then use it the next day, obviously because they don't want to waste it, right? Nah, bro, stop deep frying stuff. Get an air fryer or something. Because anytime you you hydrogenate an oil, like you break up the hydrogen bonds because you heat it up, that's what gives it the heat to cook the food. Anytime you heat it up and it cools down, if you heat it up the second time, it becomes a trans fat. And why are we talking about trans fats? If you want to lose weight, right? If you have normal fat cells, normal saturated or unsaturated fat cells, if you lose weight, you actually shrink the cells, and you also get rid of the number of cells. However, this is extremely important here. If you have trans fat cells, right? Are you thinking of transgenders or like what's going on? I'm here, bro. <laughs> I'm thinking, this is haram! Bro. Trans, trans fats haram! are real fats. Listen, if you have trans fat cells in your body, you can shrink it if you try to lose weight, but you'll never get rid of them. You can never get rid of the amount of trans fat cells you have. You can only shrink them. I hope that smirk off your face, bro. I stuck for a lot. I'm trying my hardest, you Listen, but anyway, that's what, it, what I'm trying to say. So good fats are good. Why? Testosterone is a steroid-based hormone, meaning not steroids. We're not trying to tell people to, you know, gear up. But it's a fat-based, you know, lipid-based uh, hormone. Why am I saying this? The more fats you eat, the more testosterone you will have. Not the bad fats, but just, you know, fats in general. There's animal fats. Though. There's a cap. But, but good fats. Yeah. And the two last things, I'm going to quickly wrap this up before we go on, uh, to really boost your testosterone like to, to levels that you never thought was proper. Uh, Angel is going to go into one of them, which is talking about xeno and phytoestrogens, which are the environmental things that might be lowering your testosterone. Um, where's the plastic bottle, bro? So we can give them a demonstration. Uh, and yeah, we're going to avoid this. So Angel is going to go in on that. But I will say the fifth point before he goes in on that point. Um, quick way of really completely nuking your testosterone level is going to be vitamin D. What is vitamin D? Vitamin D is the main precursor to producing testosterone. Where do you get vitamin D? SubhanAllah, we don't need drugs, bro. We don't need vitamins or supplements, right? Allah has given us the sun. And the sun, when it shines on you, when you get sun exposure, it gives you vitamin D. The most natural way of vitamin D, 30 to 60 minutes minimum per day. Ideally, if you live in northern climate, sure. Then you can supplement with, I don't know, four to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin D. That's what I recommend. But yeah, going on the xeno and phytoestrogens, bro. We're done talking about the trends. You want me to talk about the... Xeno and phytoestrogens, okay. yeah. Um, xeno and phytoestrogens. Very complex words, but it's very simple. It's basically like plastics like this. Plastics 
polyester. This is cotton, 100% uh, cotton blend. Cotton is good. Cotton good is very test. good. Um, but like polyester clothing. Uh, Aluminum in your, in your, are we, are we not there yet? There's a lot. There's, there's a lot of stuff. It's definitely a lot, but this is, I feel like we're kind of getting like too much into the details. Like, no, 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 this is still stuff they deserve to know, bro. The truth shall set them free, inshallah. Okay. Keep it simple. What should they replace this with? Plastic waters, use glass. Glass or metal. Or use things like this or metal. Steel. Like Fyatt said. You're saving the environment too. Yeah. But if you do have high testosterone levels and you want to lower them, a yeah, that's. Bit. By the way, you're probably wondering why do we have these in the first place? Um, we're trying to actually lower our testosterone levels because we're we got what? What did we get charged for last week? Being too aggressive. Give me that. Uh, tell them everything. What else? Bro. Um, <laughs> like polyester clothing. A lot of the workout clothing is polyester. Mm-hmm. So y'all notice that it's not very comfortable. Um, cotton clothing is usually like the most comfortable. Sometimes you have like the blends of like cotton and polyester. That's fine. Um, but that's listen. I don't want to get into this huge rabbit hole in and of itself. Why don't you go ahead and say the last point so we can kind of like wrap it all together? The last point was a vitamin D. But to quickly just you know bring it full circle for the xeno and phytoestrogens, guys and girls, please get your. Uh, aluminum, parabens, all this BS out of your your household, out of your bathroom, right? There's uh, the deodorant you're putting in is blocking your endocrine system, which is going down to your balls where your testosterone is produced in your gonads medically, right? Um, Why am I saying this? Because, you know, I want you to smell. I don't want you to not have deodorant. No, there's aluminum-free deodorants you can buy. When you go to the store, you find your Dove, Men, Axe, Gillette, whatever you, uh, you know, Old Spice, whatever you buy. Don't buy Gillette. Whatever you buy, right? Right next to it, you will see the same thing, Old Spice, but aluminum-free, right? Same price, by the way. Bro, back then, we used to do some weird stuff with the crystals and all that, right? Today, subhanAllah, they have so it so easy. easy. Yeah, they have it so easy. They have the aluminum-free versions, right? So it's not going to smell as good. Like, you're not going to smell as good as using a legit deodorant with aluminum, because those are antiperspirants, right? They make you smell really good and they completely block you from sweating. But you might have to reapply it a couple of times, but that's the first thing. Uh, make sure you look for stuff like paraben-free from your skincare products. If you use face washes or moisturizers, body washes, shampoos, conditioners, and I'm going to end it with that. Don't look through the ingredients. How do I know if it has parabens like uh, ethyl paraben, methyl paraben? You don't need to look for that, all right? Don't go that deep. Uh, or look for aluminum, it's a selling point. Meaning if it has no aluminum, it'll say in big letters, bigger than the actual logo, aluminum-free. Same with uh, paraben-free. So if you see any of those, go for it. And last but not least, Anha, what do they have to swallow one time per day to maximize the testosterone? If they're not having fish. I just love Omega. how you, when you were talking about the deodorant, you're like, yo... Like you said, like oh, back then, remember back in the day, we used to. Go, <laughs> why you why you say like? It sounded like, like we're back in the day. You know, I, we used to leave them down there. They were all running the crypto boy. Hey, there, we you had to get there in the farm, boy. I said it because, bro, wallahi, when we found out these things and we were researching, it was actually not accessible, bro. They have it so easy today. They have aluminum free and everything. Back then, it was tough, bro, and those things were like twenty, thirty bucks a pop. The crystal, the, yes, uh, that's been around since I was a kid, bro. Mm-hmm. But what do they have to My swallow? Dad had. What do they have to swallow if they're trying to maximize their testosterone? 
and it has a lot of testosterone boosting effects if they're not having fish. It is an omega three pill. <laughs> I think Rami How is dare you? best suited to answer this question. Yeah, so Rami, what do they have to swallow? I, even though I already said it, do you remember what I said? I plead the fifth. No, it's an omega three pill. How many pill. times a day do you do you swallow this? Thousand milligram omega three pill, three to five times a day. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's a, that's what I was talking about, bro. Get you stuck for a lot, bro. Well, I didn't say anything. This is haram. I saw it in your Haram. We're going to wrap this podcast up too uh, soon, guys. This is getting unruly. If you yeah. guys want Andrew Tate in the podcast, inshallah, comment down below. Let us know you want Andrew Tate. Inshallah, we can ask him some deep questions. Um, number two, there are other things like not wasting your seed with your hand and a screen of pixels. Can we talk about this in another episode? Of course. Super important. Um, why are we all only talking about episodes to get you straight before marriage? Well, marriage is extremely important. And the more people that have successful marriages, the more we can propagate the ummah and actually make a change in this world. And to keep it very simple, the uh, few points that I mentioned are the examples, actually. Okay, first example, a guy trying to get married or a woman trying to get married. They, come on, like, y'all are going to try to look the best that you can possibly look before you do this. It's simple, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when you get married, the biggest problem is people get comfortable and they let themselves go. Therefore, the attraction kind of begins to dwindle and the relationship kind of goes downhill from there. So now the other example, you have this brother or sister who they're married and they're either not taking care of themselves or they are taking care of themselves. Like I said, um, one is going to lead to the other. One affects the other. So if the man is not taking care of himself, the woman will not take care of herself. Same vice versa. Um, but now let's say you have the example where you have the brother or the sister who is taking care of themselves. Okay, When you're in a relationship with someone and the other person is taking care of themselves, two things can happen. Either you get extremely jealous. Or you step up. Exactly. Mm. Or you step up. And that's the biggest thing is like, or is it both happen? You get extremely jealous and you step up. But that's the thing is like, if the man starts stepping up, the woman is going to step up inevitably. And if the woman's stepping up, the man's going to step up inevitably. Um, and if, if they don't, well, then they're just going to get left behind. And what I say by left behind, I mean like, the relationship, y'all are going to grow in different ways and, um, you know, it might not end with y'all being together. Yeah. Either. You know? P. You know? But if both of y'all step up, if both of y'all are taking care of each other, y'all both are aligned. Y'all both are growing in the same path. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's better for you. And I mean, mm-hmm. bro, like, before we even end it, like, how do y'all feel when you work out? Very good. Amazing, bro. Mashallah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bro, so imagine feeling like that and then now you're with your wife and she also feels like that. Like, what do you think? How good of the relationship do you think is going to be when both of y'all are on 100 feeling good? Popping, bro. Mashallah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. Inshallah, guys, the last thing we want to talk about before we wrap this up is going to be the secret ingredient. It's going to be, you know, talked about the importance of nutrition working out compound movements testosterone sleep all of this last thing is steroids guys 
um, you will want to use just a little. A little goes a long way. They don't actually need too much. Oh, we we weren't supposed to talk about that. Okay, never mind. Uh, guys, were just don't don't use steroids then. Just do everything else. Inshallah, you'll be fine. But keeping it simple, either you know, go on YouTube and um, gather all the information for yourself, or to make it real easy, find someone who knows and have them guide you. But don't have it be someone who is just going to do everything for you to where you depend on them all the time, but like where they're showing you how to do things. They're they're teaching you about these things so that you can learn. And eventually, you won't need a trainer. Mm-hmm. Well, was that a was that a joke about steroids or no me and on no use actually we, we don't have to talk about that i mean if okay like if it's a joke you should clarify for the viewers and if not then that's true see i would I, I usually carry jokes to the grave because they make them more funny but you're right bro because there's a lot of uh there's a huge uh responsibility right now that we have for the ummah i would like to clarify that yes this was a joke we don't use steroids we don't promote steroids um, in the traditional sense, right? But if you are suffering from low testosterone and you're in your 30s or 40s, TRT, a lot of shiuch have been saying, you know, it's permissible if it's, you know, affecting your quality of life and can't get it up, can't perform the natural obligation. Definitely, TRT, all for it. But people that just want to do it because they want a shortcut in life, don't do it. Um, I've been working out for about eight years. I don't know, how about you? Definitely a couple of years, right? Since I was 16. Since you were 16. Have I thought about using steroids? Yes. But I personally want to see what my natural body could do, what it's capable of, like, naturally. Um, I definitely want to see that. So I'm, I'm still, like, just at it every day. What about you? Yeah, I mean, look, the only reason anyone would ever take steroids is either one, their ego, or mm. two, they are in a sport which, you know, it, they need to step up. And it's either they step up or they get left behind. Or they're in, a, in a, a, like, a field where they're making money off of it. Like maybe their body is the way that they make money. Not only fans, y'all take that out your mind. Stock for Allah. But like the fitness influencers, you know, like on YouTube, Instagram, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, Rami, did you actually think we took steroids? Generally, like no, general question. No, no. Off camera. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair, bro. This man said off camera, but you know it's going to stay. You know it's going to stay, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> to finish everything off, guys, fitness, very, very important. Make sure that you are taking the time out to learn about it, taking the time out to implement it in your life. And yeah, with that being said, I would like to leave y'all with uh, just a handful of advice before we leave you because I understand a lot of the reason y'all don't take things to the next level or get professional coaches like me or Anhel or Rami or any of these things, is because there's a financial aspect, right? <laughs> and, and and I get it, bro. If you're young, you're trying to make money, you can still make progress. You won't make as much progress as having a legit professional coach, but you could still do it. So I'll give you guys some YouTubers that we recommend just before we wrap it up. Let's say five YouTubers. I'll give three, you give two, because um, I'm better than you. And uh, <laughs> There's a lot of, with the fitness YouTubers, just understand you got to go in at your own discretion and they're not muslim most of the time yeah they're not so. proper salafi yeah. whatsoever salafia so don't expect the aura to be covered don't expect them to have uh you know tawakkul or anything like that taqwa that's what i was trying to say number one person i would recommend is joe delaney i was gonna say that okay now you gotta get someone else number two person i, w- I was i'll say is uh jeff 
Nippard or Nippard, N-I-P-P-A-R-D. Oh, it's over, bro. And number three person I will say is Athleen X. And this is oh, and this is for rehabilitation more so. So any yeah. any other two? You wanna give two? Um anyone extra that I would recommend. Honestly, man, like the Hodge twins. No, no, no. Nah, see Jeff Nipper, he he breaks everything down like very scientifically very well. Mm-hmm. Um Athlete Next man, like he just everything's just so like on point in terms of like the physiological standpoint, the an- I can give some anatomical. More yeah, I can standpoint. give I can give two more if you can't think. I of can I can give more, but like these three encompass like these three are good? things. Let and me give Joe Joe Delaney, he's like this man just he we need to get him on the podcast, just, bro. He's, he's open-minded. So, yeah, he is. But I, I, anytime I see like his videos, I'm like, yo, mashallah, like he would actually make a good Muslim, bro. Uh, bro, I was he just gonna say, have you thing. seen his spiritual videos and like? Yeah, his... did you see the one where he was talking about the um the natural high? The, 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 yeah. Oh man. Yeah, bro. bro. He was saying so much stuff. I was like, bro, like this is what Muslims this is what, talk yeah. about. We should invite him, bro. Inshallah, if we get the opportunity. Inshallah, inshallah. But the last one I will say, number fourth, but definitely not least, his name is Remington James. He does a little bit of meal prep videos. So for the people that have no creativity, let's say they have no type of direction or type of specificity in how do I make the perfect diet, calories, this, that, other. Remington James is a perfect YouTuber to find out how to do meal prep. And he's like the king of meal prep, inshallah. Yeah, and this is like mostly men that we just said. This Mm -hmm. is all men, actually. This is all men. Yeah, because we're not watching women. women. (laughs) We're not watching women. That's true, but what about for the Muslims? Uh, ask a sister, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Sucks. Sucks to be y'all right now. How dare you? But they can inshallah. get a they can get a lot from Jeff Nippert. They can get a lot from Jeff Nippert and Shaw. Yeah, Shield your eyes though, because his aura is just and that's for the men too. And no, I'm just playing. That's that's the thing, bro. That you can't you can't navigate the world easily if you if you if you you know there's there's ways around it. You can you know maybe just listen to it or anything. But trust me, at the end of the day, it's the lesser of two evils. Right, and there's not fiqh advice or anything like that, but if you had to pick between staying fat as hell and unhealthy and huffing and puffing, climbing stairs like Anha was saying, and you're not having intimacy, you're not gonna have kids, you're not gonna get married, or you watch Jeff Nippard, which one should they pick? I don't think we're. Well, we'll leave y'all to judge, right? Because we're not shiuch. But with that being said, inshallah, Rami will end it off. If you gain something from this episode, stay tuned for next week where we go into mental health because the physicality is not everything, but it is something. Let's go work out, inshallah. You're going to work out, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. You sure? It'll for, work. Wallahi. Yes. Guys, listen, I, still, we're still going. We just, don't leave this part out. We weren't going to work out before because, you know, we were tired. You were tired. You, uh, uh, Rami, was already, Rami was already tired. Like, we didn't even want to film this episode, but inshallah, we grinded this through, and now we're going to go work out, inshallah. inshallah. What are we doing? Legs. Uh, let's do legs tonight. Yeah, let's do legs. Inshallah. Hi, right, guys. Mind. I don't want to work out anymore. <laughs> All right, Rami, end it off, bro. With that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kena adhaba nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.